Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, a podcast that reviews, analyzes, and celebrates every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic, Dirty Harry. I'm one of your hosts, John, and I'm usual co-host, Tim. Hello. And someone else? Trent. And our returning guests from the Spit and Polish podcast, Bartek. Yes. And Ryan. Hello! <laughs> oh, is this different strangers? Sorry, perfect strangers yes, minute or dirty yes. Harry minute? <laughs> it is a good friend, Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Bartek, the one without an accent. <laughs> Today we are reviewing minute 55. The minute begins with Alice running away from Clint, or stumbling, and ends with a voice in the darkness saying, Freeze! Yes. What do you think of this minute, Ryan? I think this minute is ace. It is better than the last minute because it serves a purpose. It's visually striking. It has Christ imagery, which is always a positive. Um, it has eyes. Um, <laughs> Does it have words? Quit. Yeah, freeze. <laughs> Only one. Um, so, no, it has words. It doesn't have plural, yeah. Um, it more of those pesky cicadas in the background. Yeah. Oh, and him breathing again, which is... Mm-mm-mm. And I got a question. Are those eyes... Are those Chico's eyes? Yes. Um, they are? Yes. Okay. I got confused. I was like, are they... Scorpio. Scorpio's eyes. Because <laughs> well, they have a very similar sequence when um, Harry's chasing him through... When he's running into where Scorpio lives and Scorpio has a very oh, similar yes, yes, shot. And I was yeah. like, ooh, it's kind of like a callback. But then it's like, oh, are they Chico's eyes? I can't tell. It's like Chico's a very... eyes, but Scorpio's nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, because it's just very With quick. Alice's mouth. <laughs> Whereabouts? Sorry. <laughs> and, and the old man's hair. <laughs> What's Chico looking at himself, or is he just angling? He's doing some parallel parking. And it's only a, it's only a mono device that appears for a nine seventy one. He's obviously <laughs> Chico's replacing one. And don't yell, just whisper, which must have really helped his headphones when he, uh, Harry's getting kicked in the chest. <laughs> I think notice with this scene how um, technology's clearly regressed by 1985 when Police Academy 2 came out and Mahoney is sent undercover with, like, that microphone (laughs) gaffer tape to his chest. Oh, the old zoo, not the new zoo, the zoo. Well, look, Mahoney, it's going to have some interference from the radio every few minutes. You just tap it a couple of times. um, Yeah, but Larry, sorry, Harry doesn't have that problem. The what? Warner Brothers recycles good ideas. Exactly, right. (laughs) I often compare everything to Police Academy 2. Yes. Um, Bobcat Goldthwaite is often mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. his first appearance as Zed as well. It's just Bob, Bob, Bobcat, man. <laughs> Bobcat, he's a, he's a hero of everyone. But I wish he was in this movie as Alice. Could you oh. imagine him? If your voice, oh, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> we wouldn't have Charlie Day without Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Charlie Day is just new Bobcat Goldthwait, but mm. without the um, anger. Because Bobcat was very angry. He's still very angry. Like, 
didn't he get in trouble for setting a talk show host's couch on fire? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can't remember who that was. I think it was David Letterman. <laughs> yeah, it was someone And like he wasn't that. allowed to come back on there ever again. Wow. <laughs> it all looks staged when you watch it. It doesn't look- And Oliver Reed. When, um, oh, Letterman. Oliver Reed all the time. <laughs> no, yeah, but he was sober on that interview. Yeah. And Letterman's trying to, so you won a drinking contest with Lee Marvin. And it was one of the few times where Reed wasn't drinking. Yeah. Was, yes, I had a drinking contest with Lee Marvin. Then we shagged each other. And what else you want to know? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the film? Yeah. Um, so it's a very different. <laughs> Got a feeling 51 is going to be a good year. It's no Not great Quentin, singing. That it's no Quentin Tarantino being told by a, a fat old lady that his films are too violent. And he's like, and she's like, why are they so violent, Quentin? And he's like, because they're so much fun, Jan. <laughs> 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 Getting back to Dirty Harry for a second, uh, Tim. It's a great shot of Harry huffing up to um, the cross, and that's when the the music takes over from the cicadas. And just it's a great shot of obviously the yeah, yellow is a good color; it stands out. Maybe you want to tell the listeners about your own experience visiting that site. Was <laughs> ah. <laughs> it like Alice? Did you meet someone like Alice there? You go at night? He was Alice. <laughs> <laughs> if your answer is yes, shame on you for the last episode <laughs> for not telling us. Yeah. Is this the Holy Grail? This is the Holy Grail, yeah. For you? What I want is unobtainable. It's Kizar Stadium, which is yeah. just a shell of itself. That's that's where we went to, but it's And just- um what what did you do at the cross? Uh, we resurrected the. <laughs> we resurrected the. Oh no no no! Don't talk back! No no no! If you care about me, yeah, we resurrected. Perhaps he should put that footage on on, oh, on the website. <laughs> so so did he not put his nose up against the cement? <laughs> I get the feeling that whoever was filming him actually didn't have any idea what this film was. <laughs> put your nose up against that cement. <laughs> The the eucalypt trees were quite you know reminded me of home, but those um the two spotlights we see are definitely nowhere around. I guess they'll probably taken there for the film. I don't know. Oh, that's a bummer. I like the idea that they constantly want to light up this giant cross at night. Just be like, guys, this is this is a Jesus park. Okay, we want you to know that. <laughs> well, the hi- the history of the cross is interesting. It was um inaugurated by. President FDR in the 30s. Oh. I don't think he was there in, per- in person, but for, by a radio link, I think he inaugurated it. Yeah, he couldn't get his wheelchair there. There was no wheelchair <laughs> ramps. And of course, FDR's the, the poster boy for the New Deal and the, the left wing <laughs> initiatives of the New Deal, not something that uh, an arch conservative would applaud. No, they thought he was a dirty communist. Mm. <laughs> How dare he be president and maybe a communist and a cripple? How could he? <laughs> Hang on, was, was that like a, what, is it a World War Two tribute or something? No, or like um, no it was before World War Two, wasn't it? Yeah, in the 30s. But interesting, yeah, so inaugurated by FDR uh, in the 30s. But interestingly enough, this park, because it has a cross in there and Americans are very worried about separation of church and state, there was a court case in San Francisco, the city was forced to divest it and sell it off. Because public land couldn't be owned, couldn't By have church. religious symbols, yeah. Mm. So they ended up selling it to a private organization. It's actually, I think, the Armenian Association uh, of America, and they have it now as a tribute with plaques down the bottom to the, you know, the Turkish genocide of the Armenians in 1915. And Dirty Harry. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Harry got kicked. It's a pilgrimage for Dirty Harry fans. It was a bad time for Harry. <laughs> he got the shit kicked out of him. Harry wonders if Scorpio wants him to reflect on these atrocities. People go there and freeze all the time in, in honor. And when they don't, Scorpio has to prompt them. And yeah. someone films them. <laughs> they all bring their yellow bags there, they freeze. A bit out of breath because they go from aquatic park. Well, no, they were necking. Matter- yeah, they were necking, and uh, <laughs> you know they they got dared to go. You know, <laughs> on a on a serious note, it is actually it's a good shot it, because when he's running towards it, you don't realize how tall that yeah. cross is. Yeah. <laughs> then, oh yeah, and I thought, it just stays on that. I thought it, I, I totally yeah. agree, man. It's such a killer shot. This is like one of the most visually striking shots yeah. in the movie, and this has a lot of great shots. This it's, whole movie, it's definitely yeah. assisted by the fact that it's a very impressive landmark. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's no zooming out of of the stadium shots, <laughs> but that's no. the best shot in the movie. Yeah. That one, but for me at least. But yeah, this is a killer shot, dude. Yeah, or it shows you how small Clint Eastwood is. Yeah, symbolically, he's, he's overshadowed <laughs> by the dead weight of officialdom or religion, or you can take whatever symbolism you want. Well, it could just be that a really, really big person was crucified. <laughs> <laughs> and Trent, this is the first time you spoke glowingly of the suicide jumping minutes, that there's very few uh, instances of handheld camera work Yeah, back in the 70s before they had those gimbals. That's quite... Yeah, because the good. cameras were like the size of a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense in this context. You, presume, you assume it's... Scorpio watching Yeah, Scorpio's him. watching him. He's yeah. a voyeur now. Someone's actually a voyeur of Harry. Yeah. Why? Or Alice? <laughs> it's, Alice. It's, Al- it's Alice, yeah. Alice waiting in the distance, yeah. In that light there, his suit jacket was like David Byrne in yes. heads, like oversized, yeah. stop making sense thing. <laughs> David Byrne got a lot of inspiration from Dirty yeah. Harry. I saw David Byrne perform recently and uh, he said, oddly enough, Hey guys, it's me. I love Dirty Harry. <laughs> um, I just want everyone to know that. Dirty David. Dirty David Byrne. Yeah, yeah. Dirty David Byrne. I would love to see him do. I'd love to see David Byrne portray Dirty Harry. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> this isn't my. This isn't my cross. <laughs> Callahan. <laughs> he's, he's quite a good actor. I mean, he's funny. He's, I've seen him. There's a David Byrne interviews David Byrne oh, yeah. sketch, and he plays all these different characters <laughs> as himself, where he interviews them. One as a hippie, and there's the movie True Stories, oh. which is the Talking Heads movie with John uh, John Goodman in yeah. it, and, and uh, Swoozie Kurtz. I never got into that film. I, I don't love know that why, film. But... It's like a John Waters film. Yeah. Just, None know. of them are as good as him on Space Ghost, where Space oh. Ghost's like, oh, so, Dave, what are, you, what are you up to? He's like, I want to live in another dimension. Oh, we all want things, David. <laughs> <laughs> but this scene, man, this scene is a killer scene. I mean, kill a minute. I mean, giant giant cross image, silhouetting, handheld, especially for the 70s. I mean, the 70s was a great time for film. I mean, we're you know, there's so many great films that came out this in this year and this decade that were pushing cinema, pushing... Uh, uh, what a hero is this is a great film like uh, it's a real story about like an anti-hero in the biggest degree because usually in your other movies like your, your Humphrey Bogart movies he's an affable cold-hearted gentleman but at the end you learn to love him and he has a happy ending or something or something where it's like something redeeming but at the end of Dirty Harry he's just kind of like I- I'm fucking done with this <laughs> Like he's even he's even more cold-hearted by the end of this whole experience than than he was at the beginning of this. And this is a time where heroes, our main characters, 
were a lot more uh, bitter. Yeah, you're not really, um, you're not happy at the end of it. You're kind of just, yeah. Like he's he's finished his mission. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, exactly. He's achieved what he's he's you know he's punished the really bad. Guy, that's right. Mm. He's killed the end boss. But like, uh, yeah, characters and how filmmaking started to change this is the turning point like clockwork orange came out the same year you know and that's a movie that's like can you sympathize and like a a murdering rapist yeah and this is a movie where it's like can you tolerate a cop who is pretty much someone who should never be allowed to be a cop he's he murders people he's he's willing to break the law bend it to his will right all that kind of stuff yeah, tolerate a cop. There are plenty of people on Earth in 1971, and in fact, the only fact that I've looked up about 1971 that I've brought from the great site of Wikipedia, it was like the second sentence, was that apparently throughout all of history, 1971 is the year where the highest percentage rise of the world population was. That makes really? sense, Makes man. sense because it is... Hmm? In, oh, yeah, in any one year, you mean? Like, yeah, 70, 71, year. yeah? Yeah, 1971 was the biggest population increase in history. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was from the baby boomer generation, I guess. And that makes sense. Well, Harry's not contributing. No kids for him. <laughs> Some people die in this film, so that, like, made it lower. Yeah, he's the, the opposite. <laughs> he's the enforcer. <laughs> He's like 2.1% rise Whoa Whoa I gotta be the condom to society <laughs> Let's bring it down to two I gotta kill the sperms Those sperms are rapists and killers And I don't like either of them Scum <laughs> Now this is a fun little sequence And obviously you get uh, antagonists saying Being in charge Even though he's not even mm. in the scene yeah. You hear him But the the the, sh- the shrinking Harry in the in the frame <laughs> shrinking Harry <laughs> the, the fact that Harry if you look at the scene the darkness is physically engulfing him more than he was in the tunnel scene like in the tunnel yeah. scene he was brightly lit but in this whole sequence he's he's not as brightly lit up as the other scenes show so it's like he's descending into the spider's and it's web definitely like some sort of eerie feeling to it great he's, cinematography imagine this was yeah like it's real great david lynch film you know you're just talking about the the symbolism let's get symbolic you're talking about you know dirty harry being the condom of society yeah you look at this it's like a giant prophylactic i and agree man he's like he's going through this dreamlike state where he's walking towards it where he's becoming you know the anti what he doesn't want to be and he's the little <laughs> sample we'll, we'll just call it sample sample sperm is good too yeah um and you know he's running towards it and he's you know imagine this, this dream sequence up. and he runs up and it's all this cgi effect and everything yeah. yeah if it was more david lynch there would be two of them yes because he loves to, to- just jumping back I, I really want to thank trent for um pointing at a still image of a giant cross and saying this is symbolic because <laughs> Overt phallic overtones. If we could just talk for, we've mentioned Tim, the um, the cinematographer on this Bruce Tees, who, um, funnily enough, ended up doing all of Clint's movies in 1971. Good, yeah, which were lots, right? Later went on to Josie Wales' Escape from Alcatraz, Good. my one of my favourite Clint Eastwood movies, Tightrope. Mm. Conquest, Planet of the Apes. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Trent's big favourite, Big, big Wednesday, Trent. I love Big Wednesday. <laughs> um, risky Business. Eh. No, but, but cinematography is good for what that movie is. Right. Yeah. The shower scene with 
<laughs> yeah, yeah he also did Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Famous nominated for Lenny, which was um, black and white. Oh. And his father, Robert Surtees, was also a veteran of a hundred films, including Ben Hur, The Graduate, Yep, The Sting. Oh yeah. And yeah. topically for us, the second remake or the first remake of A Star Is Born. Mm. Oh yes, mm. the the one with um, Streisand. Streisand. Apparently, he was known for the versatility of you know both his films that he did and his use of color. Did you cherry oh, yeah, pick yeah. his best titles? Like, does he, does he have some duds in there? Oh, the best one he did yeah, was License to Drive with Corey Haim and Corey <laughs> Feldman. I love that film. Psycho Three is a bit of shit. Oh, no, 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 no. Psycho 3's cinematography yes. is gorgeous. Yeah, it is The good. movie itself. Is that the is one with the body garbage. in the ice box? Yes. At the, one of them? One of the bodies here? Uh, yes. Starts that, in a nunnery? That, that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The way the nun kills kills herself accidentally or something. But yeah, that's, the cinematography in Psycho 3 is gorgeous. It's got like this real Dario Argente kind of color palette, like you said, mm. colors. But well yeah, done, the, Bruce. This, the cinematography in this scene, great. The yellows popping, mm. they've got the little sprinkles of the lights in the distance that are there and the giant cross and uh, the, the, the eyes coming out of the darkness yeah. to the point in which it's like, is that Chico? Is that is that is that the Scorpio killer? Darth Maul. Is it... <laughs> is it Alice? <laughs> in the Richard Schickel book came out a few years ago before he died about Clint's, like a just collection of essays and things. Apparently his nickname was Spanky. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Surtees. Oh. Spanky. So if you can do... If someone out there can tell us... I can't find any... Reason online. as to why. Yeah. Little Rascals reference or something? Like masturbating reference, probably. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not beat around the, the bush. <laughs> this scene also has great music. I love the music in the whole film. Yeah. You know what I love? It's very 1970s, but... It's very understated too. Like it's not like a lot of other 1970s things. Like, well, let's not forget, uh, Shaft came out the same year as this. Where it's in your face, while like the Dirty Harry at the beginning or in this scene, it's very subdued and in in the background. Like even this scene is being, you could say, it's being drowned. All the noise is being drowned out by these angelic, weird female voices. Yeah. But it's not in your face. Alice's voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Fender Rhodes piano, I think, and a couple other chimey. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like the women. You know how yeah. trailers are these days, where they always have that woman who's doing a new version, like a cover of an old song, uh, and they're yeah. always uh, like, yeah. and they're always like, ah, ah, <laughs> like this is like that, but it's like. Ah. Can you imagine a man co- like? Remember, there's a period in the '90s where every comic had like Edda James's "At Last My Love's Come to Town." <laughs> Yeah, imagine I'll a man covering that song. It'd be pretty creepy. Wouldn't I it? will. I will cover it. Scorpio Let's would do it. it. Let's do it. Scorpio <laughs> would do it. He, uh, Garrick from DS9, Star Trek DS9. He did sing sometimes, so he, <laughs> he shows that he has the versatility. So yeah, I've only seen Andy Robinson in two roles: Garrick from Deep Space Nine and mm-hmm. this. Um. And this is the only one where I've seen him be a human. So, and <laughs> Hellraiser, you got like me in Hellraiser? <laughs> Never bothered to watch all of that. You guys clearly haven't reviewed Cobra with Sylvester Stallone. I have not. With two Dirty Harry yeah. alumni, yeah. Uh, oh. Andy Robinson and... Um, Rennie Santoni? Yeah, uh, Chico. Chico, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, I'm not into Stallone as much. Bartek's more Stallone fan than I, considering you adore the Rocky films way more than I do. I mean, I've seen them once <laughs> each, but... And you remember them more than I do. Who's really? Them more than once. <laughs> the lamest line in Cobra, he, go, he goes, you know, you're crazy. And he goes, 
yeah, yeah just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and there's a scene where he's heating like one piece of pizza like yeah. in a microwave and eating it with a fork or something it's fucking weird oh, oh it's because he's Italian <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he's Cobretti isn't that his real name My... I've seen Oscar yeah Oscar <laughs> Oscar is the one we've covered of Stallone that's yeah. his best film Stop of my mum. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the list. That's on the list. I remember Oscar being okay. It's great. It's yeah. a, it's a John Landis one of my favourites we've done. What about yeah. Escape to Victory or uh, Victory? Uh, we've, been, we've been told to cover that. Oh, a few you times. gotta watch it. Victory. It's yeah. amazing. Okay. The, it, sorry to ruin the ending. I think we've discussed this before, but the bit it's like the Great Escape, but you know they're playing soccer between yes. the other POW camps. So much. And they finally Great Escape style dig this tunnel to get out, and they get to the entrance. And then Stallone turns around and says, he goes, no, we've got to go back because they've got to win the grand final between the, <laughs> the soccer teams. Because <laughs> the only soccer movie we've done on the show is Bend It Like Beckham and a lot of people are like, you got to do Escape to Victory. Oh, fuck yeah. J- John Houston, like, what were you thinking? <laughs> Great filmmaker though. But is he as good as the filmmakers and everyone involved in this film because he didn't make Dirty Harry? Mm. I mean, tut tut, John Houston. <laughs> Well, was he, what was he doing at this time? Well, what hey, film was he making? Orson Welles failed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what, what, what were you doing, John Houston? Raising your daughter, Angelica? I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> problematic. Hashtag. Was it? No, in um, the Chinatown. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, right. Okay. Oh, you mean Chinatown as a movie? <laughs> I mean, it's a great film. Uh, horrible man making it, but great film. Yeah, this is a great film. This scene nails it. Like Jesus. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. Ryan's made that joke a lot on the podcast, so I'm, yeah. It's been a while since someone's been surprised by it. <laughs> but this one, it's appropriate. Yeah. The debut okay. of that joke on uh, Dirty Harry Minute. Now, Bartek, were you afraid for Harry? You know, I was, I was afraid for myself because Scorpio is a very menacing man, but I knew that Harry could handle himself. But I will admit, it was, well, this actually happens in the next minute, so. Oh, we know he's freeze. All we know is freeze. Can we gleam anything from his pronunciation? He doesn't sound maniacal or anything, does he? No, it's very, like, monotone. It's it's very domineering. Harry's probably thinking, oh, has Alice come back again? (laughs) Another crack at me. Hey, freeze. (laughs) Turns around like I said, go home. (laughs) I dare you to go home. Kill yourself. (laughs) Dirty Harry of the movies is nothing like the NES game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Where's the part where Harry jumps in front of a guy in a white suit? And changes into his suit, trading it. Where's the ha-ha-ha room? And leaps up onto the window ledges as he's walking the street, yeah. Do you know about the ha-ha-ha room, Ryan? No. In, so in the NES game, Harry's going through like this like abandoned apartment. And he enters rooms to search them. Oh. There's one room that if you enter it, obviously like you enter the doors behind you. That's yeah. how you leave. There's no door. There's just a wall that says ha-ha-ha. <laughs> and you have to restart the game. Because oh. <laughs> it hates you. Because <laughs> the game designers hate you. <laughs> Damn, I want to play that again. Uh, I wish that this movie had a giant wall that said ha-ha-ha and then he couldn't get out and then they had to restart the movie. <laughs> he could kill himself, but then he'd just respawn in the room again. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's pretty much all I have for this minute. Uh, Tim, anything? We did well, considering that it's really just <laughs> a, a shot of Harry shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's of Lily Tomlin. They should have cast him as the incredible shrinking woman. So I think we've got, we've established today, we've got three side episodes to do. One's the video game. Mm-hmm. 
The other one's the novelization. What was the earlier one? The April Fool's. Oh, yeah, uh, McGonagall. McGonagall. Yes. McGonagall. I think we talked about that between recordings, so maybe you want to mute this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So McGonagall from The Simpsons, who is clearly Dirty Harry. I think oh, yeah, we need to analyze that minute. He's smoking. You got to tell him what you know, Billy. <laughs> I'll do it for you, McGonagall. But, but by the time The Simpsons did it, there must have been like four Dirty Harry movies at that point. <laughs> yeah. Did he smoke at any of those? Thank you very much for joining us, Ryan and Bartek. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, it was great. Brought some good insights, some symbolism. Give them another plug. Yes, where oh, can yes. we find you? Where can we find Spit and Polish Podcast? Bartek? Spit and Polish Presents. So we have a YouTube channel. We yeah. have a Twitter, Spit and Spit Polish Pre, was it? Yeah. Because uh, we can't fit Presents. Um, we are on <laughs> iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. Yeah. We're also on a million other websites that we've put ourselves on. Spotify, like Spotify Google Play. Google Play, iHeartRadio, some random Spanish one that we'd never contacted. <laughs> if you Google us, make sure to remember to write presents because then you might get like... Or podcasts at least. Or podcasts, yes. Or, or Bartek Ryan. We've got a lot of things going on. We're covering all the movies that no one else is daring to cover people. Mm-hmm. I don't see the... Uh, the uh, Drop Dead, Dead Fred Minute podcast coming from this one. But we covered that recently. We've covered a lot. And yeah, we just cover the movies in an audio commentary fashion that and, uh, no one's covering. And we're going to have these gentlemen on soon. Oh, yes. please. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Thank yeah. you. No problem. Just, just, just a side note here. When you type sure. spit and polish into Google, the first thing that comes up... Uh, do you guys know what comes no, up? No, I've tell. done it before as a... There's like a band or something? The Laird Hotel Melbourne. I don't know if people are aware of what the Laird Hotel in Melbourne is, but it's where Alice may be found. I'm just going <laughs> to put it out there. Oh, a, a hotel for friends. Okay. For friends. It's po- <laughs> Spit and Polish is a night they have, and it's possibly one of the longest oh, running- Oh, I remember this. Weekly leather and fetish yeah, nights in the, wor- like in the world. Thing. Well, it doesn't work for Alice. He likes denim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he likes the unpredictable. He likes a dare. Also, if you YouTube us and just write Spit and Polish, enjoy the shoe shining videos <laughs> we'll catch tube. you next time on <laughs> Dirty, Dirty Harry Minute. I will take it there <laughs> <laughs>